This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Hey, good afternoon and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning and Gary Gallagher here every Saturday on KDAL. We hope you're having a great afternoon. Mr. Gallagher, how are you today? Jim, we're doing real good up here in the Twin Ports. Um, we've passed the dog days of winter up here in the Twin Ports and we're heading towards spring. And uh, looking forward to the real estate market getting some life back in it because right now up here in the Twin Ports, Jim, it's really slow. Uh, it's a, it's the slowest winter that I can recall. Oh, really? For the last, I'll say five or six years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's really slow. I mean, the inventories are way down. Activity levels are down. Uh, I mean, there are, obviously there's activity that goes on, but just nothing like it, like it, it had been that we've, that, uh, over the last couple of years. Um, and, and then when, when, uh, a house does come on the market, guess what? There's kind of a, a lot of activity on it, and it's kind of a frenzy, and so you're seeing multiple offers. So I think it bodes well for um, what some of the stuff that we've been talking about recently is that there is a slowdown in the marketplace nationally and in, 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 in locales, but um, that the price growth is, is or, or the price declines aren't going to happen, and the price growth should remain stable. Uh, albeit not as much as we've been used to, simply because of that one factor is the lack of inventory and the demand for homes. Well, and I would tell you that um, I think this is a perfect example of seasonal real estate 101 because down here, um, just in the last week, things have gone crazy. Um, lots of phone calls, lots of realtors calling me. I've got a, um, some inventory out there that, that realtors are calling me about. And, um, you know, hopefully get another another uh, couple of pending deals here this coming week. Um, and um, people are uh, they're here and they are buying. Um, and my wife works in the industry as well um, in the title part of it. And um, their orders are, are going up again, whereas um, things were kind of kind of slow um, to begin with um, for the last, you know, several months. Um, since the hurricane, actually, and um, all the title companies are back to busy again. So, um, good things to hear. Um, enjoyed, um, you know, understanding that this market has 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 rebounded. I was kind of worried about it. You know, we were all kind of saying at the same time, what's going to happen to this market once the people get back here? Because you know, just like the Twin Ports down here in um, in Punta Gorda and many parts of Florida, of course. Um, the population kind of bursts out there, you know, um, all of the, all of the rentals are filled, all of the hotels are filled. There's all kinds of people down here, either visiting long-term or short-term. And, um, you know what they decide, they decide they like the, the warmth in the winter. And, um, so, uh, we're, we're seeing, we're seeing our business tick up. Well, listen, that's really good to hear. I know after all of the devastation of Hurricane Ian and, and, uh, I won't say collapse of the real estate market in your particular local area. That's one of the hardest hit hit. It's good to hear that that recovery and rebound is, is in place and that people are like coming back and they're buying houses. My question to you is uh, last week or the week before we talked about your supply of homes and it was like a, a month supply of homes, whatever the number was. And uh, so I'm curious in terms of the activity levels, are you uh, seeing multiple offers 
And how are your inventory levels? Well, um, we're not seeing, well, I shouldn't say that we're not seeing multiple offers, but um, it, it's not like it was. There's no way. I mean, it, it's, 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 our inventory is still somewhat balanced. If somebody wants to look at, and I would balanced way in the seller's favor, but you know, you know, the days when, you know, when there is one house that pops up, um, the day that it pops up, there's a line outside the property to show it. And yeah, that had been happening here too. I remember doing that in the twin ports before we even moved down here. Same thing. We were waiting at the car for our turn, quote unquote, to get in the house. Um, so yeah, there, there's, um, multiple showings allowed at multi at the same property is kind of what the what the the mentality is here because you know you need to get those people in there and you need to you need to see if you can get it on the on the pending list very fast i still think that you know if you're going to look at it we probably have a have a one to two month supply of homes um i'm not looking at any 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 statistical information right now um, for that to, to, to back that up, but we do have inventory. If somebody's going to be looking in the three hundred and fifty to four hundred thousand dollar range, for example, um, you know, we will have inventory to show them, um, as opposed to maybe one or two places um, back it up a couple of years. So I, I for one, and I and I think you probably agree, um, the frenzy part of the game um, is really not that attractive to me. I kind of like this you know, more of a balanced market where people can actually choose, you know, um, they, if they pass on this house, for example, they know another one's going to be coming. But uh, that said, the market, like I said, is busy. We have a lot of pendings. There are a lot of, um, a lot of sales that are happening. So it's all good. It's all good down here. What kind of buyers are you seeing? Are these relocation buyers or these locals? What, what type of the buyer activity and, and uh, can you give us a sense of uh, are, are, are you seeing new people come into the marketplace or are these uh, just uh, move up, move down type buyers? Well, I tell you what, the people that I'm, I'm working with, um, there's, there's several of them from um, last season. So those people are obviously from, from out of the area, but they want to buy you know a, a house here to stay or they want to buy a seasonal house. Um, so a lot of them didn't want to get into the frenzy. And when I say a lot, I've probably got like three of them that I'm, that I'm running around with. Um, and they were smart not to do so, you know, because the, the opportunities that they have to look at, at, at more inventory, um, makes it, um, a much better situation for them. So I would say that, you know, to answer your question, though, uh, the people I'm working with mostly are are coming down here seasonally at least, or um, they're they're just starting to to, to get their permanent um, bearings down here for where they're going to be forever. So, but it's it's interesting, Gary. I mean, I've worked with people from all over the country. You know, California, Buffalo, New York. Um, I mean, and everywhere in between. You know, so um, the 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 vastness of where people are from down here is kind of mind boggling. Well, you know, I think this could be uh, an interesting market that we start to get into. And I know we've talked about a normalizing market and, you know, there's going to be uh, less activity. There's going to be less inventory, um, all those types of things. And I think really, Jim, it kind of remains to be seen 
what type of market's going to evolve from what we've just been through with this historic frenzy market right. into where, where we're going to go. And uh, one of the things that I, I do get a little bit concerned about in the marketplace is I think that the, the, the buyers, the pool of buyers out there, I think is really strong. And I think it's going to be strong for the next several years. And we talked about these millennials and the amount of millennials that are going to be coming into the marketplace for the next several years uh, versus the number of homes that are going to be available in the marketplace. And then I think you you look at what the has happened over the past few years with the the cheap money, the, the low interest rates and people buying. Uh, I think you, you have a, a potential for a mentality of unless somebody acts absolutely has to move Jim and because of circumstances job uh, move down family whatever I think we could be in a situation to where the the buyers that bought their homes in the last four to five years with cheap money cheap mortgage interest rates that what's the reason for them to sell right you know unless like I said they have to expand their family you know unless there's some you know, extenuated circumstance, but they're never going to get an interest rate like they've got on their house now. And is that going to be something that could ultimately affect the, uh, you know, their decisions as to whether to buy or sell a house just to do it? I totally agree with you. And, uh, you know, so I think that when you answer that question, you got to think of, you know, well, if their family's expanding and those circumstances and their house is too small. Well, it's out of their control. They're going to have to bite the bullet and they're going to have to do something. You know, but if they if they hit a home run the first time around or the last time around and, and the house that they have, you know, fits their needs and their future needs, I think you're right. Why wouldn't you stay there in that warm, comfy mortgage um, knowing that, um, you know, your costs will go extremely higher even to buy the same level? You know, and, you know, it's hard to even even if the market starts to turn down um, a little bit, it would be hard to make up the difference on the savings from that interest rate. Um, you know, even if the if, even if the property values do fall. So I agree with you. I think that you're going to see some some stay in place. Here's what I think the real key, though, to this future is, is there's still a tremendous shortage of housing for everybody. You know, we've got we've got the millennial boom that, the, you know, all these buyers, there's just not enough inventory. And down here, Gary, boy, do you see it? They are building everywhere. It's crazy. And when they talk about we're going to build, you know, another um, tract of homes or whatever, you know, they're another we're going to develop another neighborhood. Sometimes they're talking about 400 homes. So you're talking numbers that are massive, you know, and I mean, it's. It's mind-boggling to me because up there in the Twin Ports, you know, that's not the kind of thing that, that, we, really, that we really read about a lot. I mean, maybe in the Twin Cities, you'd have a development that would, might be that big. But here, it just seems like, you know, weekly, I'm reading about some development within, you know, 200 miles of me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm expanding that quite a bit now, but where these huge developments are being approved by the local governing body um, and many times over objections of people who, you know, don't want the density, but I'm telling you, it's going to happen. People are, people are migrating to Florida. So that density thing is, is, is going to be happening. Gary, you know what? We got to take a break right here. Folks, you're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Hang in there. We'll be right back. 
Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ron and Gary Callagher here from Remax. Gary, we haven't given out our phone numbers yet, so I'll start that. Uh, folks, if you want to reach me and talk about the Florida real estate market, go ahead. Um, 218-348-7653. If you want to email me, it's real easy. Just my name, jimronding at gmail.com. All right, Mr. Callagher, how about your info? Folks, you can reach me in the Twin Ports at 218-390-0615. And by golly, if you have any houses that you want to sell, give me a call uh, because we certainly have buyers out there and uh, uh, we are lacking inventory in the Twin Ports right now. I got it. Yep. All right. So, and I, you know, what do you think of my inventory thing here that, you know, you, you were, we were talking about this the last, the last hour. People are going to stay in their, in their houses if they still fit because of that interest rate. And absolutely. But what do you think? I mean, inventory levels. Um, is there enough inventory in the Twin Ports to satisfy everybody that wants to live there? I don't think there is right now. I think we're, we're experiencing uh, an inventory shortage. You know, some of it, I think, is seasonal, obviously. But uh, I, think, I, I think we have the energy from the buyer's market the pool of buyers that exist out there to support, you know, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the, the real estate market as a whole. And it's, but I, I think we're lacking the inventory. So I think that supply demand element is going to continue to keep the, the, the prices of housing up here high. And, and, you know, when you, when you put a house on the market and, and again, you're experiencing multiple showings and multiple offers, um, uh, that to me is just a, a, a continued seller's market, and, it, it, and it's it's and I think it's I, I think it's uh, I don't want to say it's it's healthy unhealthy you know versus versus that type of stuff because I think that I think it's for the twin ports it's good and I'll take it all day long because it's a lot better than not having anything. But I do think for people buying a house with the with the higher interest rates, the higher prices, it's just going to be more expensive to buy a house. And I think that really that's the bottom line, and that that uh, people that are buying houses have to just face that reality right now. Is is like you're not going to get a three percent interest rate. You're not going to uh, have negotiating power and ask sellers to, to pay closing costs. You know, unless you find a, a rare instance where a house has been sitting on a market, you know, for for months. I think you're just that's the reality of the market that we're in. Is that it's. It's just going to be a little bit more expensive for you to buy a house. I got it, yeah. So I'll tell you another one that's interesting down here, um, which may be a trend. Um, so we have two of the largest builders. I mean, I think every every large builder that you know nationwide that's around is down here. Um, you know, we have developments by Dr. Horton, which is the the number one home builder in the United States. Um, and last year, um, to give you an example, they closed on 81,981 homes, which blows your mind. Um, and you know, it's, it's insanely, um, high number. And then the second one is Lennar and Lennar's built 59,000 homes in 2022. So we are on in Florida alone. No, no, no. This is nationwide. 
that's your that's your top two. You know, between the two of them, they've built 140,000 homes in 2022. They closed on. And these are single family homes, not multi. No, no, no. They, I mean, it can be. They build. They build all kinds of things. They they they'll build condo developments. They'll build um, you know townhomes. They'll build um, you know patio homes. They'll build single families. They'll build the smallest to the largest. So both of these companies are, are very, very, very large, very, very um, successful. Uh, so for the last couple of years, and they have their own developments. So they have developments that they, that they open up and they will take years to complete. Um, and the last couple of years, they've been kind of holding their cards close to their chest. You know, realtors are welcome. Um, but you know, if they're, if, if your buyers are interested, they'd pay you a reduced fee because they didn't really, they didn't really need us. These people were just going to their, to their developments. So I think that might be something coming around the corner here with this, because we are, um, in a small group of realtors where, um, Lennar will talk to the team that I am on only and say, look, we've got. We've got eight lots that we own sporadically around here, and we want you guys, um, we want to give you an offer. We're going to build this house for this much money, and it's a better price than they can probably get anywhere else. Um, and, and then they, you know, the good thing is, is they pay us normally um, on these ones. So it's, it's something that we haven't, we've had it before when I, when I first started working down here kind of um, on and off, you know, five years ago or whatever. But now it's back, and um, we've got we've got these special prices by these special builders, and I think what it means is that they're they're forecasting forward, and um, you know they see that ultimately, um, even though it's taking their current builds probably you know twelve to fourteen months to finish if you sign a contract today, ultimately that's going to come back to normal. Um, because of the density that's been built around here, so it's it's interesting. So I don't I don't know what that means, but I, I know these companies forecast. So well, listen, uh, uh, it, it, I'll, if if you're done, I'll jump in here. With yeah, something. go ahead. If you remember back in uh, as we were coming out of the the housing recession back in say 2010, yeah. 2011-ish, right in there, <clears throat> Lamar who's historically one of the largest home builders across the country, yep. a national home builder. They go into communities, they build what they call fast track housing, <clears throat> subdivisions, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Um, they were at that time uh, in, in that housing recession, they were one of the largest buyers um, of land in the yeah. country. They were buy they were buying massive amounts of, of land all across our country. And some of the uh, writings, articles that were posted about this was that they were going, they were getting ready to anticipate a housing, uh, a new housing, new new housing construction boom. Uh, That's what their anticipation was. And this is going back 10, 11 years, Jim. Right. So them forecasting this and seeing that, um, and anticipating that was something that that they had to be a visionary to, to see that. Now, I don't think new home construction has boomed the, to the point of like maybe they thought it was going to be. I think that it's been somewhat of a roller coaster ride, you know, when you look at, at um, the numbers across the country. But 
And I think some of that was driven pandemic by the pandemic. I mean, I think everything went into a holding pattern. But I do think moving forward, Jim, if we do get into a market uh, that is lacking the inventory and nobody wants to move because of historical cheap money, mortgage money rates, what are we going to do? And, and, the demand, and let's say the demand exists. Let's say we have a strong demand for housing. What are we going to do? Right. And the only way to like satisfy that need is to create something. And so you may be in a situation, Jim, where there's no choice, but you have to start building more homes to satisfy the demand for them. Now, I don't know what that's going to look like and and how that you know and, and price point and all those types of things but but my goodness if we have a continued lull in inventory across the board and we, we have the demand for it it, it kind of makes sense that you know you create the, the the demand is there you have and and the need is there so you have to satisfy the need and so what that looks like going down the road, I think that these large fast track builders across the country, Jim, that had been acquiring this land, they're sitting pretty right now because they've got the land in place. All they need is the trigger to start building this stuff. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. You know, and it's interesting that you say that. So so uh, what you were talking about with with Lennar buying up all these tracts of land. Land. Uh, both Lennar and Dr. Horton down here bought bankrupt housing developments. I mean, two of the largest housing developments that are that are in our area, and both of them are probably about within seven miles of my house. They bought those in the you know when the the economy went in a, in a tailspin back then. They bought them when we were just like you said. They were maybe seeing the the end of that big recession, and they came in. They swooped in, and I'm sure they 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 bought that land from the bank for very very little. There's one there's one development down here that they had a championship golf course, Gary, and there was I, I want to say there's probably 50 homes, 60 homes that were built in there. And uh, they went bankrupt. And you know what happened? Florida took this, <laughs> the natural world took that golf course back. <laughs> and you would, go, you would go by there a couple years later and you never knew there was a golf course there ever. You know, so that's, that's the one that Lennar bought. And that golf course is back to, you know, they, they had to rebuild it again. But it's one of the best golf courses around here. And that development is going to have like a thousand homes in it. It's, it's insane how big it is. It's the size of a small town, you know? So it, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's exactly, exactly what happened. DR Horton bought another one, not quite as big. Um, and we had a contract to help them sell those houses, um, for the last couple of years. And, um, so we would be, you know, I'd be sitting there, you know, having the model house open and, and selling these places. That's now full, and the resale of those um, has now really become become full circle. Um, it, it's just interesting to watch. You know, both of these defunct neighborhoods come alive um, after that great recession. So it's interesting. 
Do you remember? Well, well it oh, is. Go ahead. And the watching, uh, watching what happens in any part of the country, think, Jim, when it comes to real estate, I think it's, it's going to be fascinating because, you know, one of the things about real estate that, that is, is always so intriguing is what happens, where it happens, when it happens, and how it happens. And, you know, for example, up here in the Twin Ports, the Twin Ports is a relatively, um, I'm not going to say we're, we're obscure anymore, but, but we're sheltered from a national, uh, the things that go on nationally for the most part. But, but we have a very um, a valuable area to live in. You know, and then and then you get other other communities when it comes to climate and and the temperature and you know like you're involved in to where it's like you know there are, there are people I'm one of them that would just love to be down in a in a much warmer climate but but you know there are so many things that go on you know with family and roots oh, and yeah. stuff like that where you just you're not going to get up and pack up and leave it's just not going to happen uh, but but how real estate evolves in any local community and where and what happens, it's just going to be fascinating to watch over the next few years because we've come out of a really historic real estate market. And I'm really thankful that we've all been able to live through this and experience it. But what, what the future holds, I still think it's going to be a good market. I think we've got several years of buyer demand and this lack of inventory, I think really becomes a big storyline here over the next at least a couple of years, because I think the demand is there and uh, whether or not the houses for these, these people to buy them are going to be available, I don't know. And I think that equates to something to where maybe home builders start to experience the boom that they've all been talking about for the last 10 years. Maybe maybe we're on the cusp of something like that. I just don't know. Yeah. Well, and I, I don't know if you remember this, but um, I sent you an article a few weeks ago and we haven't had a chance to talk about it. And the, the, the headline of it is Horizontal Apartments Take Shape in Southwest Florida. Do you remember seeing yes. that? So this yeah. one's interesting. So there's, there's a developer that's bought about 60 acres of land. And he's making um, kind of like, um, you know, it's, a, it's like a sea of twin homes. So call it a duplex, whatever you want. Um, but they call it horizontal because it's spread out. It's like you're living in your own, in your own home. But these are all rentals. They're keeping them. They're owning all of them. You know, so they're gonna have, you know, like a hundred and I can't remember how many units it is. I'm trying to find it really quick. But they're they're like there's two homes to one building. Um, it's a cul-de-sac community. I mean, you, you drive up, a lot of them have garages. Some of them don't. There's a lot of parking. Some people will park out in the parking lot and they'll be walking down a sidewalk, maybe, maybe for like a quarter of a block before they, they, they get back into their, into their rental unit. It's amazing. I think that this is something that might be part of the future because a lot of people can't afford to buy or build a new house, and um, these these rentals are um, going to be something that's going to be appealing, attractive to them. And um, the one bedroom is they're not they're not cheap though. One bedroom starts at nineteen hundred dollars. Two bedroom is twenty five hundred, and a three bedroom is thirty one hundred. 
But even in the Twin Ports, those numbers are real. I mean, some of the apartments that they're building in the Twin Ports, um, you know, those they're getting that as well. So those numbers are real. And down here, um, I think this is going to take off. Well, I think I think what you're, when you when you refer to horizontal, mm-hmm. and the only thing that I can equate it to, and I and I read through that article when you sent it to me, but we have the um, uh, the townhomes up off of Rice Lake Road um, and Blackland Avenue, uh, Maple Ridge townhomes, yeah. and you've got this. You call it more. It's more of a sprawl, right? Where it's not vertical high density; it's a sprawl high density. And this is the when same. You yep. have. Um, and, and 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 up here, Jim, those those they're called townhomes. They're extraordinarily popular. You can't yeah. keep those things on the market. But you go up there and you look at an overview, and it's like the density of it, like is incredible. When you look from the top down over this area, it's like it's like a housing anthill, and and that's what these things look like. But I think from this particular story that that you had sent them and what they're talking about is. This provides a um, it satisfies a need that these individuals saw because going into like a condo unit, like you said, where you got one hey, Gary, window, if you're I, I got to stop you, Gary. We got to take a break. You- we got to take a break. We got to finish this when we come back, folks. Hang in there. We'll come back and talk about this right in a moment. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ron and Gary Callagher here. Mr. Callagher, I had a technical adjustment that I made to our system, so I think that um, your voice is going to come through a little bit better on these last two segments, and um, for here, ever out. Well, that's good. I know we uh, we're not in studio anymore, and uh, I know somebody called last year and said you sound like you're talking in a tunnel or whatever they said. It was a little strange. So, whatever we can do to incre- to improve the quality of sound, that's great. All right, let's kind of make sure that you're not talking louder than me now. I mean, that's how much the adjustment was. <laughs> so, all right. So here we go. Um, next segment here. Um, any new news on the cozy? No, no updates on the cozy, Jim. Uh, we're uh, anxiously awaiting that. Uh, but listen, I'll tell you, I don't know if you've been following news up here, but we have a, um, a mayoral race this year. And, you know, the last... Uh, mayor race that we had up here, uh, Mayor Larson ran un- unopposed. Right, I do remember and, that. And uh, this year, um, there's a familiar name that's going to be running for the mayor up here, Jim, locally. And uh, Who's that? It's, uh, it's somebody that's been on our show. And uh, Mr. Roger Reinert is going oh. to be running for uh, uh, mayor up here in the city of Duluth and uh, oppose uh, Mayor Larson um, in the November election. So well, you should get him um, on the Twin Ports Real Estate Show as a little plug. <laughs> well, you can get him on and talk to him a little bit. You know, he's got a, uh, uh, it'll be an interesting race because Roger's got a ton of experience. You can't oh, argue yeah. with this man's experience and what he's done, uh, you know, personally and politically. He's, he's got the resume, I think, that would, uh, you, you know, anybody would want to see as, as a leader. You know, when you talk about leadership and leadership qualities, I mean, Roger's got the uh, he's got the goods. And so yeah, uh, he's got a deep political past. I mean, he is. Well, he does. I mean, definitely he really experienced. Does, you know, and, uh, uh, and so it'll be interesting to see how this this will be an exciting year for local politics. Is, uh, think, Jim, and, uh, is the current mayor going to rerun? 
I didn't hear what you said there. Like, oh, I said, is the current mayor going to throw her hat in the ring too, or has she not announced? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mayor Larson is, is okay. running for re-election as well. And so uh, it'll be an interesting um, climate. And, and it'll be interesting. One of the things that uh, uh, Roger Reiner indicated on his uh, announcement was that there's not going to be any uh, mudslinging. And um, I think that, that you, you know, obviously we see that. That's, that's always part of politics, unfortunately. But uh, uh, I think this, this could be one of those races to where it's, uh, uh, you know, very clean-cut race. And uh, uh, we'll see as we get into the, uh, yeah, that, the, uh, the election season how things develop. But it's good to have competition. And, and when you run unopposed, you know, and there's nobody willing to throw their hat into the ring, you know, I think that there's, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, you don't get that opposing voice, which I think is always needed. And so um, um, uh, local, like I said, local politics should be interesting up here in the Twin Ports this year. Yeah, I, I did hear one one bit of news. Um, Superior lost a lost an Asian restaurant there. The former, I think it was former Wendy's building the on Tower Avenue. The Wasabi. Yeah, down, yeah, I heard that 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 not only had fire damage, but it's completely total and a loss. Complete loss. The building burnt down, and uh, wow. Uh, Big loss for uh, Japanese cuisine lovers over there, and and uh, there's still yeah. wasabi over here on this side of the bridge. But uh, yeah, I think they might um, own another one. I'm, I, you know, I think they might own a second location over there, and um, so they've got that going for them. But wow, it's uh, yeah, it's sad when when you lose a you know a thriving business. Um, and I don't know about the Northland, but it just seems to me that a lot of the restaurants here had been struggling um since the pandemic to get back to pre-pandemic and i mean not now but uh, i think a lot of them didn't make it you know um through all of the through all of the turmoil of that and um so anyway it's um it's sad to see when you when you when you lose a, a thriving business well that's for sure and i think that you know just another and there was also another a, a family that was displaced up here uh, again, because of this uh, fire in their house, because of the cold weather, That's I think it's sad. so important for people to remember to keep their their um, smoke detectors up to speed, keep the batteries in there. We've lost a couple of families. Uh, not we haven't lost the families, but fires, uh, and one of them displaced the family, and then another one recently earlier this week that uh, they lost the garage. The dog was in the garage, and uh, uh, the dog got out safely and. Uh, the family credited the dog barking and their young, I think she was 12 year old daughter hearing the dog bark. And the, uh, the husband was able to get out to the garage uh, and get the dog out before, you know, the dog was harmed. And, uh, yeah. uh, but, th but this, again, this cold weather and having, you know, your heat on, I think it's critical to, to make sure that, that, um, uh, you know, things are, are safe and, and running these supplemental heaters if people are doing that, Boy, oh boy, you just have to be so careful and cautious with them. Yeah, you know, and speaking of displaced families, I mean, we still have families, you know, individuals that have been displaced by the hurricane that still haven't been able to, like, move into the FEMA trailers due to, I mean, it, it's it's kind of a sad story. I mean, I thought they have done such a great job after this hurricane, um, but you know what? It's it, it's, um, it's a large job, and, and, and apparently there's been some, um, some things that have been missed, um, and um, they're, they're they're relaxing some code restrictions, 
in order to you know enable these people to get back to a, a normal way of living instead of sleeping on the neighbor's couch you know um so yeah that's really sad and i know it's it's unusual it's so cold up there and that's when these fires start you know so uh yeah everybody be be safe you know it doesn't cost a lot of money to change your um your smoke detector batteries again even if you already did it when you know, within the last year, I mean, you should change them at least twice a year. Daylight savings time is when we used to all do it. Um, so, anyway, look into that, everybody. Jim, uh, kind of an interesting hobby that I think is is on a lot of people, you know, when it comes to uh, what people do. Um, uh, and one of the things that I've taken up over the last couple of years is, especially at this time of year, is indoor gardening. Oh. And I've I've become uh, uh, I wouldn't say an avid I'm still a novice type of a indoor gardener. And last year I started in getting involved with hydroponics, where uh, I I started growing uh, you know doing indoor growing in, during the winter just as as a hobby and uh, had some success with uh, tomatoes and herbs uh, and spices and those types of things. But this year I wanted to uh, hydroponics is good. And, but I wanted to be a little bit more traditional. So this year, this winter, I started an indoor garden with your traditional dirt. I, I bought myself uh, about a dozen of these pots, filled them with some good dirt, and uh, started um, germinating. Uh, I've got green peppers and, and sweet red peppers. And if you're familiar with our local oh, farmer's market yeah. up here in Duluth during the summer and fall, yeah. they sell some phenomenal produce and and what i did was i bought some of the uh uh the peppers and the and the and the sweet red peppers up there and i took the seeds out of those and i germinated them and boy they really they germinated quite well and so i planted those and they've really taken off and so you know i've got quite uh, quite the system set up in my house where i've got the lights and the covers and the canopies and the heat and the humidity and uh uh it's just it's 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 a lot of fun it's a little bit of work you have I have, you know, twice a day I go down and I spend time with the with the plants. Do you and, talk to uh, them? I make sure they're watered and uh, uh, fed and, and all that type of stuff. But they're really starting to come along. And you're so supposed to like I read a book to them, read some poetry. Quite quite the hobby for me. You're supposed to read a book, some poetry. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to you're supposed to give them encouragement to lift them up. You know, boy, you're really getting big. You know. Um, I don't know. Well, good luck. That sounds like a, like a fun hobby. And, you know, I remember a day when if you were growing something inside, they were going to bust your door down. So, you know, <laughs> I, well, I'd much rather have, illegal, believe me. And, uh, but it's fun. It's, it's an yeah. interesting hobby. And the thing is, is that, you know, the kids in, you know, when in the house, as these plants start to grow, they start to look at my, my one son and his girlfriend, they were down, uh, in, you know, in, the, in our lower level the other night. And, uh, I noticed they were both standing around the plants. You know, I've got the lights and everything going on, and they're looking at them because these are these are really starting to come up. And so the uh, uh, I think it's interesting for the kids as well. They look at that, and uh, if I can get my kids into learning how to like, you know, grow their own food and stuff like that, I think that that's that's uh, just an interesting hobby and something to do indoor during the winter months when when we're locked in and um, and. Uh, uh, for so many months out of the year. Yeah, well, that's a really cool story, Gary. Congrats. Um, I wonder, you know, like when we got our when we got our dog, he was a purebred, and we had to have him neutered. I wonder if you broke any law by taking the seeds out of the. Uh... <laughs> you don't think so? Probably not. 
Um, no, I don't think so. I, I think know. that that's to me that's the right, the right way to do it. I, oh uh, yes. I also oh, tried to gosh, do it. Yeah. I have an apple tree, but the apple tree seeds didn't germinate, uh, and so we'll have to try those again next year because um, I wanted to expand on the apple trees outside this summer. But uh, that's uh, maybe something that we'll we'll pick up next year or this year later this year. All right. Well, Mr. Callagher, give out your phone number. Uh, in the Twin Ports, two one eight three nine zero zero six one five. And down here in Florida, you can reach me at 218-348-7653. We've come upon our last break, so please hang in there to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. We will be right back to wrap it up. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. We were just talking about some horizontal housing. And Gary, I, did, I, I had to interrupt you after our last segment because we were just out of time. So continue talking well, about that. Yeah, I know we've only got a couple minutes here, but... Uh... Jim, I think that this is a really uh, satisfying need that exists because I think that there are people when you, and we'll, we'll use Florida, for example, when you go down there and you want a condo because you want the climate and you want to have that uh, type of a living, but you don't necessarily like, necessarily like living in what I refer to as uh, vertical institutionalized living. You know, it's high density vertical units where there's so many people that you run into. You got to take an elevator from the top down or bottom up or or whatever. And some people just don't like that. Well, and so to build a little bit more of a sprawl and have a little bit more of your own space, but you're not stacked on top of one another. I think that could be appealing to people. Well, and I think it's I think it's very true. Um, And I can see the appeal. Some people like their own privacy and stuff, and, 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 and they'll get this certainly inside their living unit, but then they, these same people like to be in a community, and these horizontal rental units, they give them the space, right? There's walking paths that aren't very far, um, the, the amenities that they want, you know, the Starbucks is not very far from there, for example, um, and, uh, you know, they, they kind of like this, uh, um, neighborhood that's just been created and, you know, it's going to be, I think, you know, when you think about it, who are going to rent these places? I mean, it's going to be, there'll be retirees and things in there for sure, but I think it's going to be a lot of the young professionals that are, that are going to be relocating here and they want to settle in for a couple of years before they reach out and purchase so and and that's again what they were talking about in this. So it, it's 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 um it's it's going it's going great guns for this concept, and I bet you it's going to be duplicated down here again. And again, these places apparently they're never going to be sold. They're always it's always going to be one community, um, and they're all going to be rentals. So and that way, you know, because of its its, its own community. Um, they were able to, you know, they're going to be able to make the rules going forward about, about how it's all going to work, but it's interesting. It's very interesting. And it's, um, it's a concept that I think is going to take off. Well, it's housing. It's a new idea in housing, but it's an old idea and uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's a place for shelter over your head. I mean, that's what it is. And, there you go. and, uh, I think it'll work. All right, Mr. Callagher, we are uh, running out of time here. Why don't you give out your phone number? I'm at 218-390-0615. And you can reach me down here in Florida, 218-348-7653. Mr. Callagher, you got time Jim, for closing thoughts. Super Bowl, 
Oh yeah. What's your prediction? Uh, I might watch it. <laughs> I'm I, gonna go yeah. Kansas City. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for Kansas City. I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah. Thirty-four twenty-eight. Yeah. What true Minnesota Viking fan doesn't hate Philadelphia? <laughs> ay, ay, ay. All right. Yeah. I I hope Kansas City wins. Um, these weren't my my two teams that I wanted to make it to the Super Bowl. I really wanted to see Buffalo get there. Um, but it is what it is. So. All right, folks, that's it. You've been tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Thank you so much for listening. And um, we'll be back on kind of we got some sports that it's going to preempt us here in the upcoming weeks. Thanks for listening.